Basically, you know, when I, first of all, I noticed, you know, when I was singing, mm-hmm. when I just let myself be in the song, mm-hmm. my pain disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, before you know it, I was like moving and dancing. I was like, yes, I'm just like in the music. And it wasn't until like one of my friends turned to me, he's like, wow, like 10 minutes ago, you were like in pain, but now you're dancing and singing. Like what changed, you know? And just having that, that reflection, you know, I was like, wow, what changed, you know? And I, I, I immediately knew that the contents of my mind, you know, the story that I was playing inside my mind of how I saw myself, how I saw the world, my body was actually reflecting it. Mm. And so I went, I went deeper into, um, you know, I, I started doing, I started doing yoga to understand a little bit more like, Hey, well, what's going on with my body? And through going to yoga, I discovered chanting, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, when I, again, when I allowed myself to really immerse myself in the, power of mantra and the power of these heart songs you know again I was just like totally pain-free again it was just this dissolvement and I and I knew it was like wow this is this is what I want to sing this is what I want this is how I want to feel in life this is what I want for everybody to experience mm. that how how quick and easy it is to to come into our fullness and through my through my, my years of studying yoga and in the, in the methodology, the science behind yoga, I understand that it's been this incredible process of undoing and returning. 
You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. It's always wonderful to be with you again. And if you're enjoying the shows, please remember to subscribe and like and share the shows with your friends and check out uh, my website where I have everything that you need to know about the people I have on the shows. I have the two most gorgeous people in the world on the show today, Lulu and Mishka up in the Northern Rhythms. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, Karen. Hello, great to be here. So great to see your smiley face again and an honour to be part of this beautiful platform. Oh, look where they are. For people on audio, you can't see, but you can go and see if you go and check out the uh, YouTube video. But they're up there in the beautiful northern rivers in a place called The Pocket and it's just the most sublime place on earth, honestly. I just love it up there. It's heaven, heaven up there. <laughs> it is indeed. I'm going to read out your bio and then we're going to get a bit into your story because I met you about eight years ago in Sydney. You were city dwellers and then you did the sea change, the tree change. I'd love to hear more about it. Let me tell you a little bit about Lulu and Mishka. Lulu and Mishka are musicians and inner peace facilitators who draw upon the ancient earth wisdoms from east and west, guiding people to unite in sound and silence. A deep immersion into the union of souls through music. They create pure and joyful space for deep connection within. Based in the Byron Bay area, Australia, Life's Calling led them on their mission to support the awakening of humanity. The married couple offer a chance to join their radiant journey into the powerful practice of chanting. Their offerings see them travel throughout the globe, doing concerts, workshops and retreats, as well as receiving inspirations and teachings. They travel the world gathering traditional prayer to share in a unique way. Ancient mantras from India meet heart-opening English lyrics. Medicine prayers from North and South America wash through every cell and activate inner wisdom. The past six years has seen them tour throughout Europe, Asia and Australia, holding chanting concerts and performing at festivals, retreats, yoga teacher trainings and health resorts. They believe that coming together in this magical energy of joyful heart song brings us closer to each other, further away from separation and deeper into truth, leaving you with peace of mind and filled with joy. Currently, they have four albums available, Stillness in Motion, which was came out in 2012, Hearts Wide Open, 2015, Enchanted, which came out in 2017, and the new one, <laughs> Horizon, which has just come out. You can check out their music and their work at luluandmishka.com. So, wow, obviously you do travel every year to Europe and Asia and all around the place, but this year not so much, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that bio, that uh, summary about us reminded us of the old good old times. <laughs> <laughs> not so much, but you've still kept busy doing a lot of online stuff and teaching and 
doing mantra and all. Let me ask you, okay, how did this all start and when did you guys meet? How did you meet? Beautiful. Well, um, we both were in, in, into the music that we're doing right now before, before we met. I grew up in Germany and um, grew up with music and after, after high school, etc., um, had my global trotting happening. Yeah, being feeling feeling really inspired to meet other cultures and traditions because um, I had been a little bit in touch with, especially through music, but also through spirituality um, that I found a bit through my family, but also through friends. So really feeling inspired there and gathering a lot of um, insight and inspiration of of um, of an alternative way to life rather than the standard program program way of that I that I've been shown nothing nothing really wrong with with that way but yeah that was just the only option and um, but I could feel there's there's something different my my soul my heart was yearning for something different so I feel fortunate that I uh, followed that and um, had support to follow that and move out and south america trips and uh work and um but yeah it's quite some time in asia and um and eventually also australia and that's a very quick fast forward but <laughs> along the way along the way happened a lot but in australia then it's um classic classic story of a young european backpacker meeting an aussie woman um classic story on the outside but yeah the meeting was 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 powerful powerful actually in in sound in itself um yeah you want to share one? sure yeah we <laughs> we we heard each other singing before we saw each other so you could say it was love at first sound <laughs> like absolutely mind-blowing this experience of you know we were at an alternative gathering of like-minded people and singing in a cave on a full moon night so that's what you do right um when you're a free-flowing backpacker and uh, it was in this you know in this cave you couldn't really see anybody because it was lit by a few candles and the guitar went around and it was it was super beautiful and and I sang a few songs and the guitar went to Mishka and of course I couldn't see him but I could hear him and I could feel him you know I could it was like a rem when he started singing it was like a full body remembrance you know I was like wow I could just feel the beauty and essence of his soul and I just knew that I needed to be connected to this man and then sure enough the next day we got to meet I was like phew he's good looking <laughs> and um and we've been connected ever since it's been it has been a journey um but you know we like we we met and we stay connected he went to like Vipassana and I had just got back from India and had you know for six months and started work again so we were connected but Lula was in the city in Sydney and it wasn't the most attractive place for me to to spend you know spend my Australia time in the city but ultimately um the curiosity and the and the um yeah 
the love, love. Love wins. <laughs> love wins. You really so can be anywhere. When yeah. you're in love, you can be anywhere. Like, yeah, home is where the heart is, right? So, Mishka, was your upbringing kind of conservative and or was it pretty free-flowing sort of alternative? Or um, It wasn't. There was there was there was touches of alternative in there. My parents both being GPs, medical doctors, right. uh, but also with um, interest in naturopathy, alternative therapies. Mm-hmm. So there's always been a yeah an understanding, openness to other ways than mainstream ways. Mm-hmm. But in terms of during. Yeah, at the same time, they were academics. And in my mind, there was no, I didn't have other role models that didn't go an academic path, really. They mm-hmm. went their own paths. Yeah. And, and um, so for most of my upbringing, I thought that's that's the way to go. That's the way to go. You know, I think that, that when people outside of maybe Europe and outside in, in Australia or in the States, I think of Germany as quite conservative and strict and regimented. I think that's probably propaganda from our movie industry, always showing, showing Germans as German soldiers and stuff like that. When I was a young girl travelling the trains in Portugal, hustling people to come and stay at a hotel I was working for, whenever we'd meet the Germans, they'd say, no, we sleep on the beach. They used to come down from Germany and just sleep on the beach. <laughs> and they were like kind of wild and free as I remember, <laughs> which is, yeah, classic. So, yeah, it's it's interesting the sort of stereotype we think of Germany. I, I think of uh, many of them as like kind of hippie, wild, free people, not that sort of image that we've been given as this regimented race of people. Yeah, so. Yeah. We've got everything, you know. I guess there is there is a solid there is a solid uh, quantity of conservativeness there, and mm-hmm. then you know there's always in the world wherever is one extreme, there's the balance with the other with the other side too. Yep. So when you go back to Germany, when you can travel, uh, do you, do you find a lot of people are loving what you guys are doing? Yeah, it's very, it's. For our music, I'd say it's after the States, it's the second biggest scene in the world in Germany. People are hungry for this, really hungry, you know, compared to Australia. They don't have the the sunshine 300 days a year and the beaches right next to them and the beauty and vastness of nature. The people are craving cultural connection and intimacy. Not wow. Again, not everybody, you know, in that way, but... It is it is big and it's a big population. So um yeah, we younger, we love the younger generation are sort of moving away from the more conservative ideals and coming more into the free, let's chant, let's love each other. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of activism and movement in all different directions, political as well as spiritually mm-hmm. people um feeling that there is a different way possible just as I was feeling that there is like there is that yeah there must be an alternative to what we're presented and Mm. yeah yeah I think there's a real hunger for people cultivating their own spiritual sovereignty and I that's what we're very passionate about we know we don't you know the music that we share we sing, sing about different traditions we're connecting to the pure essence the love consciousness you know, it's not connected to any particular dogma or practice or guru. Like we're not interested in that. We're interested in about 
going inside and letting this inner heart, the whispers of your heart, be the guide for your, to guide you, to support you on your way, your journey. And in that being in community, you know, of like-minded people to cheer each other on, you know, that, that there is, um, that this is actually very healthy and normal and, what we offer is not necessarily on mainstream radio or TV yet. <laughs> but, but mind you, I had you on radio, God, how many years ago is that? Like eight, seven, eight years ago. Right. Well, you know, when I was on radio, you guys came on and sang live. It was beautiful, actually. I've still got yeah. that. I've still got that on up on my website. It was absolutely oh, beautiful. It sounded amazing. It was just in the moment, you know, me shoving mics in your face and <laughs> running the panel and you guys singing. It was just, it was amazing. So yeah, there you go. You've been yeah, on mainstream beautiful. radio. <laughs> Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. Pe- people are feeling more empowered to look within than yeah. look outside for guidance. Yeah. You know, when I met you guys, uh, my good friend Paul Fitzgerald took me to uh, your house. You were living in this communal house in Bondi. Yeah. I had been living up on the northern beaches for nine years. I came back, and life brought me back into the city, kicking and screaming. I didn't want to come back into the city, but life brought me back here. And he's like oh, do you want to come to Kirtan with me? And I said, what's Kirtan? He goes, chanting. I said, oh, no, I hate that stuff. Because when I had been in the city before when I had gone to Kirtan, it was really drone-like. It was just one mantra and the and the organ and just kind of not melodic at all, just, just sort of practice of chanting, sort of regimented for a reason to sort of connect to God. I don't know. I didn't like it. I found it boring. He goes, no, no, it's really changed since you've been out of the city. It's really changed. And I said, okay, okay, I'll go. And it was you guys. And I was blown away. I was blown away at what you were doing. I was just absolutely blown away. I was on radio at the time. And I said to you afterwards, have you got some music I can play on radio? And the two of you looked at each other like, no, we haven't recorded anything. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, yes. I do. <laughs> and I said, well, get recording, kids, because I'm going to play it on radio. <laughs> uh, thank you for that little motivation push. Yeah, push. Yeah. I do that. I push people out. But, you know, I, I'm saying this story because there are people out there that maybe are loving playing some music or loving doing what they do. And who knows, like when you get a bit organised, and share it with people because a lot of people don't share either their channeling work or their music or their poetry or their songs mm-hmm. or their life story. When you share it, it's amazing how people receive it. So even then you were having so many people come to your like weekly chanting things and then what happened to sort of what happened after that? It's been such a great journey, you know, like when we just when we decided to come together, you know, our, our, our biggest prayer was only do what we love. And the, and the thing that brought us together was chanting music. And so we're like, right, let's do it every week, every Wednesday. And we did this for like a year and a half. We put up back in the days and put up, we printed out little little posters and put them into cafes, you know. I don't know if yep. we had anything going by on donation. Facebook. By donation. Really grassroots. Some weeks no one turned up. Some people yep. fired. But it grew over time. But we, we, were, we, didn't, we didn't care. We were just committed to that. And, um, and then from there we got invited to be partake in yoga teacher trainings and classes and retreats. We got invited to 
festivals. We got invited to radio. Um, and people like yourself and others had that reflection of like, like do you have recorded yeah. music? How can I listen to this? And yeah. Yeah. And then I guess when we got to two years of being in Sydney, Mishka just turned to me and said, Lulu, it's time to leave the city. I love you, but let's get out of here. I love you, but let's get the heck out of here. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, don't you know, I had all my teachers there and my, you know, a lot of things that I was attached to. And, you know, that was the push, like, great, let's do an album. And let's. we decided we wanted to get married and we were like, let's record an album. And, you know, our commitment to our marriage, our love is to also bridge our homes, bridge Australia and Germany. Mm-hmm. So we, so our motivation was to record our first album and like each year stay, you know, go to Europe every year and be with family and in that also share what we love. So we put ourselves into festivals and just put our name out there and gave our music out and it's been such an epic organic growth it has yeah it has i've watched you over the years and it's amazing it's wonderful to see it's wonderful to see yeah how the seed of a, an idea can just blossom and grow and and how people are receiving it too and and as you say like bringing people together in that um intention of connection and love and mantra and just celebrating the divine within through song and I don't in know. silence yeah song yes. and silence yeah yeah definitely and and it's and it's just such incredible medicine like we do it because it fills our hearts and minds up it gives us so much insight and inspiration it gives us so much peace and joy and intimacy on and we just wish that for others and people are experiencing experiencing the same thing you know so it's it's just the best job on the planet really you're just doing we're just doing what we love well it is and I think you really know that you've um you know having an impact when like I've been to quite a few gatherings here in Sydney and other musicians are singing your songs uh-huh. like yeah and that's like that is really cool when like your songs become that inspiration for other musicians to sing like we're singing Lulu and Mishka's songs I think that was so beautiful so I see that a lot and um, the expansion of your work it's been amazing so how long have you been out of the city you said when did you move out of the city we left 2013 the eastern suburbs and we went traveling and with a, I think 2000, we had a small time in the, in the northern beaches. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 2014, yeah. 15 or so for six months. Yeah. Central and then coast. we went Central yeah. Coast and Hunter Valley. So outside, yeah, from 2000. Yeah, there was, there was always, find, always travels in that time. Also, we spent a lot of time overseas. We went to Europe. We went to South America together. We went to India. India a couple of times. Throughout Europe. Yeah. But for us, yeah, we feel we left kind of our main city time in 2013. Even when we were in the northern beaches, we were kind of tucked away. And and every now yeah. and then we'd put our foot in. We were working also at health health resorts at Alicia um, Health and Wellness Resort for on and off for, for four years while we were in Australia. And that was beautiful. Where's Alicia? Alicia's in the Hunter Valley. Okay. Yeah, it's also referred to as the Golden Door. Oh, okay, right, okay. You were working there, were you? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. 
Mm-hmm. Ah, beautiful. So, yeah. And then you found yourself on the in the northern rivers. How did you how did you find yourself up there? Uh, well, it found us actually. We have a beautiful friend who lives up here and just bought a new property. And we've been good friends and uh, we have similar lifestyles of travelling with our music and returning back to Australia. And he gave us a call and was like, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we've, we're homeless. He's just like, do you we're want to? Europe. We're in Europe and we're going to be back in next month and not sure where we're going to live. He's like, oh, do you want to live with me? And I think. We took a breath and then we said yes. <laughs> it, was, it, was, yeah. it was at a time where we had tried different places and every place like six months and then something happened. The house would get sold where we rented or different things happened and we was like, okay, this is enough. We're obviously, let's just not plan where we go next and just stay open and then this turn up and yeah, it was the best thing. And we had come, obviously we'd come here before and know the region of many friends here and know what a beautiful and um, conscious hub the whole region is so um it wasn't yeah it was a no-brainer yeah ah the wisdom of uncertainty aligning your energy inside of the unknown and letting the universe handle the details and bring you what you need it's just you've done exactly that right it's like That's what the- i teach through deliberate creation your life is unfolded exactly like that just doing what you love not knowing from one minute to the next where it's going to lead you uh, but staying in that vibe just staying loving staying connected staying in that vibe of love and and how beautiful that it took you to this magnificent place during this time of COVID where you could just like bunker down settle in just be in this magnificent environment while the world stopped you from gathering and traveling yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's actually been paradise, really. <laughs> There's um, on many um on many levels. Physically stopping has been you know, you don't realise you need to stop until the world stops you. Right. Although and saying that, end of last year already we we were consciously talking about like taking taking things or slowing down on the travels. Okay. So we were energetically not maybe preparing for as much slowing down as you know we've been forced to, but yeah. like, there has been recognize a recognition of like okay there we there has been a lot of travel so um but yeah it's been it's been beautiful beautiful um place to be in this in this time of uncertainty once again and the community is strong here and this is what you know I guess it's been challenging for everyone and as well for us in in some ways Madam beautiful many like-minded really visionary people here that give, give us and we yeah a lot of inspiration and hope again again in these uh, times of uncertainty more really with the with the vision of um, mm. of transformation for 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 all of us definitely and also with being you know with touring over the last six years you know our community that we've connected with has grown and grown and so we have we have a global audience and in this it's like wow how can we still be of service and not without you know you know we can't physically be there so it's been um, a very immediate instinctual great like if you can't go out you have to go within. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this has taken us to offering some online courses, you know, mantra meditations, and it's been incredibly well received. And 
are just the the soma, the nectar of peace that people um, a lot have really needed in these times. So we feel mm. very um, happy that we can still be of service through these through these uh, internet waves. <laughs> through the internet waves. Yeah. Absolutely. Lulu, tell me more about your journey. How did you awaken to knowing that you were here to make a difference? Mm, beautiful question. Uh, well, I guess when you say the word awaken, I guess you could sh- I could say that I was asleep. <laughs> um, you know, I, I grew up, I, my parents were publicans. I grew up in a pub in uh, far north Queensland in Australia. And so I, uh, my bedroom was directly above the front bar speaker. So I, I fell asleep to you know rock and roll and all sorts of all sorts, all sorts of music. Um, so music's always been in my life in that way. I guess you could say my awakening happened when I was searching uh, everywhere for the meaning of life um i mean i i traveled as soon as i finished high school i i traveled the world for three years on my own and uh i noticed just every country that i went to everyone was had the same basic ways of its basic needs and uh you know and the different traditions that um brought people a sense of connection um my awakening through this through my journey I actually have suffered from chronic sciatica chronic back pain from a really early age when I was like 17 so I was on a lot of pharmaceutical drugs for like five years or so cortisone injections you name it wow and uh I guess when you're physically um stopped you know, the internal mind uh, gets, can get quite loud. And uh, I remember I remember one time being in such pain on the couch and I remember like when I, fi- when I find out the, the answer to, you know, f- to freedom, to being back, you know, back into my full vitality, you know, I'm going to share this with the world, you know. And, you know, I was very athletic um, uh, as, as, a, as a kid. So basically, you know, when I, first of all, I noticed, you know, when I was singing, mm-hmm. when I just let myself be in the song, mm-hmm. my pain disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, before you know it, I was like moving and dancing. I was like, yes, I'm just like in the music. And it wasn't until like one of my friends turned to me, he's like, wow, like 10 minutes ago, you were like in pain, but now you're dancing and singing. Like what changed, you know, and just having that, that reflection, you know, I was like, wow, what changed, you know? And I, I, I immediately knew that the contents of my mind, you know, the story that I was playing inside my mind of how I saw myself, how I saw the world, my body was actually reflecting it. Mm. And so I went, I went deeper into, um, you know, I, I, started doing, I started doing yoga to understand a little bit more like, hey, well, what's going on with my body? And 
through going to yoga, I discovered chanting, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, you know, when I, again, when I allow myself to really immerse myself in the power of mantra and the power of these heart songs, you know, again, I was just like totally pain-free again. It was just this dissolvement. And I, and I knew it was like, wow, this is, this is what I want to sing. This is what I want. This is how I want to feel in life. This is what I want for everybody to experience mm. that. How how quick and easy it is to to come into our fullness. And through my through my my years of studying yoga and the and the methodology, the science behind yoga, I understand that it's been this incredible process of undoing. And returning to your true essence, you know, it's not achieving or getting somewhere. It's just, it's a, a releasing. It's a letting go of what I think I am, or what I'm attached yeah. to. And um, and it's it's been it's been profound. Mm. So that was, I guess, you could say, was my awakening. You know, it was when I when I heard my first, you know, chanting concerts. I was like. You know, and that was through Kevin James Carroll and also Devin oh. Marlin Mitten. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like, wow, there's rooms full of hundreds of people singing together and not clapping at the end of the songs. Like, this is really different and I can't stop crying and <laughs> I feel so good. And, you know, and it was beyond my mind of trying to understand what's going on. And in fact, it didn't matter. All that mattered was just like, I feel so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that's, that was it. That's just kind of been the, the beginning of, a, of an epic journey of self discovery and sharing from a really authentic place of something that has transformed my life. Oh, that is so beautiful. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to over the years that said pain was their wake-up call. Yeah. Uh, pain. And what stopped that pain was their calling. And some it was meditating and channeling and some singing and some writing, uh, but pain was speaking to them. And you know, just recently on some online groups that I've been, you know, that I run, um, people have been saying that pain and exhaustion lately. I'm so exhausted. I don't know why I'm so exhausted. I don't know. I'm in pain. I don't know why I'm in so much pain. And uh, yeah, it's speaking to you. It's speaking to you. It's it's guidance in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Pleasure. That was beautiful. Yeah. What stops the pain? What about you? Mishka, what was something, that point where you decided you were going to change your life? Like, what was happening for you? I think it was very um, very gradual in some ways. But um, specific moments were actually, it's, as a teenager, I saw my father having profound change in his way of emotionally relating and being through him going to a buddhist center in in town so there was i guess maybe emotional pain that was there before um and he, he's an, he was an amazing father he's a beautiful man 
And still I saw a deep, deep change in his being through mm -hmm. bringing in some spiritual practice of meditation into his life. Right. And then um, that few years down the track, he would use mantras there too, not really uh, sharing much with the family about it. But I remember him being in the, in the bathroom, giving himself a shave and mumbling some mantras and I would make funny jokes about it, but somewhat, somewhat curious as a teenager, young teenager. And, um, and then a bit later, my brother, my older brother came back from travels with, with music. And um, for me, it was then really a recognition there again. I feel like there's something I didn't have to go too deep there into pain myself, but um, some recognizing moments of, of, spiritual practices and of song but song in a way that is not performance like I was doing in that time with my rock band I was playing drum kit but being shown song that is really this communal way of coming together and it's not about me what I'm singing how I sound but really just about the expression and the invitation the song is invitation for us all together like an ancestral remembrance of yes this is why we're here on earth well this is what we what we're here to do all all our ancestors have done this all our tribes maybe if you're you know european descendant in some ways you have to go quite some generations back mm -hmm. but at some point it was there part of all of our life music yeah and storytelling yeah bringing people together yeah absolutely mm. yeah and um yeah finding my place in the world I guess the pain there for me was emotionally finding my place. And like I could see through travels people who um, found their own ways of interpreting their life and getting off the beaten tracks. And um, this just brought me in more searching and seeking discovery and ultimately seeing that the I don't have to seek so much on the outside, but really really establishing yes on the inside so it's interesting to hear two stories um yours is a little more gentler than than lulu who was experiencing excruciating sciatic pain i know what that's like uh it's bad <laughs> you know sciatic pain can be really excruciating so yeah it's interesting that but that awakening to your spiritual or life calling can be um painful or it can be gentle so Mm. it's interesting that you've got the two different perspectives coming together as the union mm. yeah like mm. what um i think dr joe dispenza say says it in his teachings of of awakening to how much we can create our, our own life and the reconnection to ourselves he says like do you want to do this in a place of suffering well maybe if you are in suffering already then it's you don't have the choice but if you're not you can do it in a place of joy and freedom. So exactly. let's not wait until until the, the suffering starts. But for some of us that's also that's just the, the life path and exactly. Exactly. You know, there was a great question in a group I was in the other day. I was talking about the three parts to, to the creative process. Ask, orchestrate, allow. And the asking usually always comes from the contrast, the pain, the trauma you know, the drama. So when you feel sick, you ask to feel better. When you feel lonely, you ask to feel more connected. When you're feeling poor, you ask for more money. So the asking is usually birthed from the drama, right? 
mm-hmm. in a third dimensional reality. But as we move into a more enlightened consciousness here on the asking can be birthed from the joy the asking doesn't need to be birthed from the drama it can be like wow this feels good I want more of this (laughs) and so that's more of a fifth dimensional way of creating your reality is to ask from the joy rather than um, demanding or rather than waiting for the pain or the trauma to like evoke the questions within you like yeah and for some of us it's an, it's enough to see the drama in the outside in the bigger world reflected or in our family reflected or you know yeah exactly there's plenty of drama what does esther hicks say <laughs> life is determined to show you every aspect of despair but i think that what you're bringing to people is you're bringing a lifestyle and a way of living that people can meet and commune with and explore and experience and they go wow this feels good uh i want more of this so yeah life's so, too short not to yeah life's too short not to enjoy yourself absolutely so what do your parents think of what you do and what you're doing with your life uh my parents yeah parents. we'll start with lulu Hi. both of you both of you we'll start with lulu what do your parents think oh. Uh, you know, my parents, you know, I mean, we've been, we've been singing, um, mantras and heart songs for, since we met, so 10 years now. And always my parents are like, I don't get what, I don't get it what you do, but you guys are just so happy. Great. You know, so that's always been the way they've never been engaging in terms of like, wanting to partake in anything that we offer it was just it's a bit it's too much they've always observed from the outside like watching through social media and say that they're proud of us and proud of me and that feels really beautiful but at at the same time it it's it's weird because I know they don't really get it what we do because they have you really have to be in the experience of of an event or an offering to really drop into getting it you know there's a very difference from observing it to actually being immersed in it um so yeah it's been a huge journey i mean what we have to offer it pushes a lot of my parents buttons particularly my mother um i love my parents so much you know a, a huge um teaching that I receive from my parents is is like unconditional love like not having they don't understand what I do and I don't understand why they do what they do but I love them anyway you know and um, but why does it push your mom's buttons it pushes my mom's buttons she she grew up in as, as a Jehovah's Witness um so she was the black sheep in the family and so as soon as she was 16 she was like out of there and uh and uh you know my her mother my grandmother is you know she's still she's still around she's 92 now and uh, wow. uh and so there's there's been a lot of trauma in my mom's life growing up um you know sexual abuse and uh the black sheep and um you know not being heard or seen so what we have to offer, you know, we're singing devotional songs, we're singing different traditions, but we're not connecting to any God. We're connecting to the, 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 the consciousness, the love consciousness. 
So any kind of that just that's too much for her. She sees it kind of related to religion and devotion is related to her her horrific what upbringing, her trauma. Yeah. Wow. Anything that feels somewhat close to to religion, yeah. Yeah, traumatizes her. Was easier for her to push push away out of her life. Yeah. Right. She, she enjoys listening us listening to like she, listening us singing. They on love. The CD. They love. They both love hearing their daughter's beautiful voice and singing. Very proud. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's 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 huge. They've never been to any of our events, and we're pretty excited that they're gonna. I said to her one day, I was like, I was like, Mom, Dad, you have to just come to one of our concerts, will you? Like you say, you're really proud of us. Just come. And, well, they've been and far away. They were up away. in far north Queensland where we haven't played, but and right. But Mum's like, yeah, you're right. I want to see my daughter sing, and so she's joined to come to our retreat in December. Cool. So, weekend and uh, that's going to be massive for her as massive that will be massive massive for for me as well you know and so she she i'm open to her possibly singing she doesn't sing in general mm-hmm. but uh, just to be seen in our passion and our glory and for her you know for her to receive the group you know there'll be like 50 of us singing you know to her for to be able to feel the energy of coming wow. together and connecting to to the spirit of the heart, I think it's going to be really powerful. Massive healing for her. How old is she? She's sixty one. Right, so she's young. It's a it'll be a massive healing for her because obviously she's holding a lot of rage and anger at religion or at God uh, because of what she went through, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't understand that we can still celebrate our divinity without it being connected to a religion per, per se, to a particular religion. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And 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 that's what we're we're here, you know, to stand forth in our spiritual sovereignty. And that I really feel that that we're in this time now that you know these traditions were there for a reason, you know, to connect to that sort that pure source you know unconditional love and through the thousands of years of the crazy humanity the dogma has been created is just mm-hmm. warped what the true essence is so you know th- through this music you know we're going beyond any dogma we're not even not interested in bowing our head down to any physical being we're bowing down to the conscious love consciousness that's in the in the beat of every person's heart and so you know it's not something that you can talk about you have to feel it you have have to to feel it wow so that's going to be exciting this december so where are you doing the workshop you're doing it in mullum around mullum it's a retreat in mullum just outside of yeah Yeah. weekend the whole weekend together it's full we've got a waiting list Um, it's full you've got a waiting list i know you guys are so popular but people can see on your website all your upcoming events. And um, what about you, Mishka? Did your parents embrace what you were doing with the music? Or the, they uh, sound like they were pretty with it people. Yeah, my meditators. Mom, my mom is number one fan. Number one. <laughs> Go mom. Best mother-in-law. Go mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, she's she has uh, this. Let's say like an esoteric Christian. 
um, yeah, life approach. Let's say, yeah, not not too much in the in the yeah, not at all Catholic Protestant background, but more yeah, more in her own free flow with mm-hmm. it all that connection, and she gets it. She's I got the love for music from her. I can mm-hmm. remember from as as long as I can remember. Monday Monday nights, she'd go to a church choir, singing, singing, and so there was a lot of singing always in nice. family side. Anyways, and my father, um, yeah, being being uh, connected to spirituality in his own way and mm-hmm. had his feet in. Buddhism and uh, meditation and yeah he he I guess like a bit more through the through the thirst of my mom that he also comes but he make yeah they we we play in my hometown when we get to Germany and they love coming and my mom has been over here and it's been part of retreats and so yeah it's oh beautiful share that and I'm looking forward remembering my mom coming to our retreat Mm -hmm. and being just uh, showered in love and appreciation by the other participants yeah. you know you found out that she's a uh, gifted me life and um the ripple that that has had and so i'm looking forward to that same effect for lulu's parents at the upcoming retreat well absolutely i can't wait to hear oh it's going to be so exciting to hear how that all goes that's going to be exciting a book about it it's going to be huge if i have to write a book about it absolutely healing Healing the ancestral wounds. I think that as healers, it's a lot of what we're doing at the moment, healing ancestral wounds and and a lot of that have come through culture and religion and, yeah. Well, your parents must be so proud of you both. That's all I can say. We're very grateful. So let's talk about your albums. Do, do you want to talk about all of them or just the latest one? Just the latest one. Just the latest one? Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> about each of them so um yeah the latest one is good we, we can we can we can flow a bit maybe maybe if i start just before that the previous one had been a, a life really want to capture the energy of life being together so we were all the actual recording was just in one one day the enchanted 2017 release one day um all together in the studio with the band and the choir and really bringing this vibe that we create life and sure there were rehearsals and a lot of planning and and all of that but um i think we're very happy with uh, how that turned out because it's a it's a big energy to to record in in that and yeah with so many people in, in one room one place but we love we love that and has yeah, it has that pro of really this merging of um of us, this life dynamic, and that's been very beautiful and really well um, received. And then over the years, there was the hunger to to make use of the beautiful technology of a studio recording, which now has taken us up to just from the first day in the studio to releasing in September. Um, has taken us nine months or even a little bit more. And so going and recording bits and re-recording bits and layering um, this approach. So that's been fantastic with an amazing um, producer, co-producer here in the in the Shaya, Avishai Barnatan, beautiful sound 
um, engineer and sound wizard working a lot with sound showers himself very very clean beautiful understanding of sound and we've we've in this approach could also then invite other wonderful musicians who were in the area or through the internet so we had beautiful manos from devil and mitten on bensuri for a few for a few tracks we also had a beautiful dear friend tina malia oh you Uh, had tina on as well yeah. So this is all on Horizon, or is yep. this on Horizon? Horizon now, yeah. yeah. So on Horizon, which is the latest one that's just come out, you've invited a whole lot of guest singers to come and collaborate with you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, really, you know, in our hearts, profound medicine carriers, you know, medicine song carriers, heart song carriers. Um, so Tina Malia and then as well as uh, local Murray Kyle as well. who's Murray's on the album too. Beautiful. So it was really beautiful to have some sweet uh, collaborations there to just to support the carrying of these these prayers. Yes, yeah. So Plus many instruments, different different instruments. Every song has a very different, uh, beautiful feel to it. Yeah. Combination of mantra and English, and this is Spanish, the Portuguese, Spanish, Portuguese. Because Tina Malia is Portuguese, is she the Portuguese one? No, she's American. But oh, she's American. Which but she can. She sings in many languages. Also, right, right, right. So, what's the message of the album? What are you saying to people through song and mantra and music? For us, once again, it comes back to well, this has a different different songs different frequencies a journey for us each each album is a chapter of our own life this is usually what comes forward rather than let's write an album for something it's okay these songs have been with us now for quite some quite some time and um, let's bring them together and there's always a certain alchemy when the songs t- come together but for me it's Horizon also, it's a, it, it's a message for hope. Again, it's coming to the heart, coming inside. There's acts of celebration, but a lot of softness and gentleness playing with um, or bring in elements like the earth, the water, different prayers for the water. Um, really a understanding of our connectedness with, with the elements of the world on the outside but also on the inside and our our intimate relation with them bringing that back into our lives and yeah bringing bring joy and hope into people's hearts mm. yeah definitely and when you and when you really connect to that inner wisdom that inner joy of your heart and you know using song but also we sing a lot about nature and connecting to nature as like a as a living being you know and our prayer you know is as we start cultivating that we see that we are nature that we are not separate from it and in that cultivating of that deepening of that connection that deepening of the listening of the elements of the seasons you know then we can we naturally start to align our lives in a more of a harmonious and healthy way you know understanding why we eat organic that actually it has a huge effect not only on our health but on the planet you know why we choose to 
you know, sleep more with the rhythms of the day. You know, why we actually want to be more active. How can we use our gifts and our talents to give back in these in these times? You know, get being inspired to get our hands dirty, to get into the earth, to live up here in the in the northern rivers and not in a unit in the middle of the city. You know, it's we as we start to deepen into these sonic prayers, we're actually changing our inner song, our inner frequency and aligning our outer worlds with that as well so it's 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 as we're singing we're singing our song for life yeah it's not just an experience it's it's we're inviting an, an opportunity to embody a rich healthy life of peace and and natural rhythms of life through these songs which is our natural state Look, absolutely I can't tell you how important that is. You know, yeah. I've been showcasing new old teachers now for about 20, 25 years. And what I'm hearing a lot lately is I had the beautiful Courtney Beck on the show who was in the corporate world. She's like 39, I think now. And a couple of years ago, she woke up when she started meditating. She had a Kundalini awakening and now she's channeling. She's got four or five books out. And just reading the books, um, channeling Krishna and Isis and all these amazing ascended masters, you know the message that's come through, that's come, that's coming through the shows and the channelers, uh, and from the masters is that we are at this precipice time that if we don't get back into relationship with the earth and the elements, then we're out of here, and um, and it's still not decided whether we're not out of here or not mm -hmm. you know it's still not like a lot of people will say oh no we've passed the precipice where the mother guy is going to wipe us off the earth <laughs> because we've just you know ravaged her just just Only. ruined her um, but i don't think that decision has been made yet so yeah. Yeah. And even and even in saying that, as you say that, you know, I I can I you know they can when you hear this information, you can also s like smell a little sense of fear, like we have to do it. But this, I feel like, you know, it, it has to come from an impulse because you want to and you love Earth and you ah, oh, it feels so good. And if it does hit the red button and we're kaput. You know, if we're in that deep trust, then we're just returning to that pure love consciousness. You oh, know, absolutely. Nothing to be fearful of. Nothing to be fearful of, yeah. So um, it's, yeah, it's let this change of our world um, for the greater start within and be excited to get your hands dirty. Well, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, up to people like you and me and others that are into this to educate people on how and exactly how to be um, in communion and back in relationship with the elements exactly. and, and with and with mother herself and with nature and uh, and it can be just like you say it's not it's not it's like a joyous journey it's not a journey of have tos but want tos yeah, yeah. and um, yeah that the struggle to survive and make money and pay the mortgage is not as important as being in communion and relationship with the elements of the earth. Yeah, definitely. And you know, and that's definitely a, you know, a, a dance that has come through our life. You know, from looking from the outside, and you know, we always return back to our values. 
you know number one is our love number two is our health you know number three you know always do what we love and let that and teach it and share it you know mm-hmm. having a deep trust in that life's life will provide in all of it is and it has and more so what's some of the concerns that you're hearing from your community you know overseas and in australia are people reaching out to you with concern that you're sort of addressing for them through your workshops i mean for most people it's the the number one thing that's directly coming to us from from our community is is mental mental concerns mental states mental health um the mind and is just getting everyone and is getting hammered especially the more we are involved in mainstream news i right. say the this is just so so intense at the moment and yeah even myself i think i've got a pretty good mental health and clarity if i spend too much time there looking at news and so on i can feel my whole energetic being my mind going going crazy and strong so there are tools for for clarity of the mind for returning to self and returning to knowing what's actually true in this moment for myself and uh, the reality there and yeah our our music has been a uh, has been for ourselves even before what's going on now always one thing has been how incredible the effects are on the mind of just coming coming to the presence letting the chatter calm down the mind chatter and returning to what's true when it reveals itself underneath underneath the chatter of the of the mind so that's why we say the coming together in sound and silence because the silence for us is is not the goal but it's it's just as important coming to the silence and establishing a friendship with that and knowing ah this is there's my true essence my true being in this silence and from there then from this from this place it's where what we were talking about before not i have to do something but i want to from that silence it's like oh this is where my my essence comes through and this is what i want to bring into the world yeah so one one concern or the biggest one is that we're feeling from people is is the mind space it's yeah yeah, yeah. the the mind space and being able to to another big concern is is also returning to the sacred as well you know so many living in in the city and have lost that connection with the sacred and through the music through you know we sing into the silence you know returning to our spiritual sovereignty the sacred and you know the other concern from that is that when we connect into that as Mishka was saying that silence then we can come from living from a place of insight of inspiration and intuition and deepening our friendship and trust with this way of life. And I guess the other little concern of that is like, okay, how do I express that? Like I'm receiving this. So we give people an opportunity to come together and, you know, through our retreats and our workshops, we provide a platform for them to feel, to trust their voice, to trust that connection that they've established and feeling motivated and excited and empowered 
to share it. You know, that's what's what we're here for. We're creatures of creation. You know, we're here to share, and and that's definitely a reflection. You know, of 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 our life, and so we're just we're just sharing from ex- experience. You know, we're we're not we're not masters. We're just everyday people who love each other and see the beauty in everybody that we meet and just cheering each other on. <laughs> Trying to oh, do not darling. best. I think you're masters. No, just living in the moment and living in the wisdom like we talked about before. Uh, I think that the worry that people are going through, like you talked about the mental health, is that worry of like what's going to happen? It's that yeah. it's the uncertainty instead of embracing uncertainty, because yes. uh, certainty it constricts and it's limited. It's like when you're certain of what's going to happen, you're limited to that idea. But when you throw open the doors to uncertainty and you embrace it as something magical and beauty, even when the world goes crazy, right? Like we are doing this recording on the day that the American elections are happening. <laughs> which is a pretty auspicious day (laughs) we didn't plan it that way it just kind of happened I don't know it didn't happen and so there's a lot of uncertainty for people in America or people around the world you know everyone's got their idea about who's right and who's wrong and they've all got valid points and it's just there's just so much uncertainty Mm -hmm. and um, just in living in the moment embracing what you love to do and embracing love and joy and and living in the beauty and the wisdom of uncertainty Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's mastery that that is what I call mastery really yeah beautiful and and yeah I wish everyone for that you know we I can see the uncertainty and the wanting to know this fear is actually you know I you know I've seen it in myself it can become an addiction like oh I'm a, I'm addicted to the not knowing and I've got to do all that I can to find out so that I know and really whatever you research whatever your belief is and what you research you'll find something to to back it up you know so yeah. I, I really yeah. I really believe in my heart, like being more interested in like, okay, how how can I be in my fullness regardless of what's going on and how can, you know, and whatever's going on from that place, how can I just make a decision and continue with that choice and not thinking about, oh, I should have, I could have, or no, I'll change, or that might happen, or that could happen. It's like, no, just, you know, how can, what can I do to stay in my fullness, make a decision from that, and then keep living from that place of presence because the uncertainty, you're addicted to that, that uncertainty is just going to, it's always going to be there. Yeah. Uncertainty. Addicted to uncertainty, yeah. Addicted. To certainty. Well, you want to be di- addicted to certainty, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you said, Karen, like as the, you know, if we are in, in um, uncertainty, we are in limits and um, the uncertainty is actually, it's the, yeah, we're taking the limits away. But yeah, it's unlimited scary, it's scary for mm-hmm. most of us who, yeah, who, or for the majority who, yeah, if we don't know what what that you know can't can't deal with that, and I mean there is scary ideas out there being projected into into our lives, sure. But then um, I was on a beautiful um, 
sweat lodge ceremony the other day in Native American tradition with beautiful bringing hot hot stones from the earth and all alchemy of all the elements coming together and simply sitting in there in prayer basically um and and the beautiful man who led the sweat lodge was like okay this is an opportunity to pray and i give you one advice pray as if there were no limits because there are none <laughs> it's like this is so profound and deep and it's like what does that really mean how can i actually deal with that space of unlimited possibilities and and then for for us prayers conversation with life it's really being conversation with life with ourselves with our soul with with all of creation and um if that's new for any of you listening it's simply also something we can practice and bring into our life and mm. um very beautiful we work a lot with that and our music is often a reflection of that so yeah coming into that and then when we move when we feel taken over by by fears in certain moment and I get it myself, you know, here and there when I'm, when life's hitting me hard in these times or those times, some of my days where I don't feel as, as open to the, to the uh, limitlessness, um, just move. For us, it's move, breathe, make sound, coming back to being, um, you expressed it beautifully just before being, being in a, in a, in a, in a way that reestablish our self-connection for us it's to move in some way it doesn't have to be anything big can we go for a walk just shaking move, move the energy breathing the deeply yeah connecting with our sympathetic nervous system and sound is even can be just sighing or some simple sounds or putting a, some music on or if you're musical yourself singing but you don't even have to be musical for singing. Just sing and make sound. <laughs> that all works. Yeah. You know what I love about your concerts is everyone is singing. It's not just about com- coming to watch you singing. Like everyone is singing. It is just so cool. There is just like this chorus of of communion and sound when we come together for your um, for your shows. Definitely. I miss them. I haven't been for a while. COVID. Anyway. We'll, they'll be back. They'll be back. I'll have to get online with you guys. <laughs> we might come back down soon. Come back down soon. So how would you like to end this? I'm thinking it'd be lovely to sort of do some sort of maybe guided meditation or do you want to sing a song or what would you like to do? Okay, so you're going to sing a song off the latest album, Horizon. Yeah. What's this song called? Rainbow Light. And um, it's a reflection of the magic in life, the rainbow holding all the different colors of, of light, the different colors, the different ways of expression in life. It's the magic, the creation, things of the butterfly, rainbow life, yeah, butterflies, I just had to think. Angel, angel wings. wings, it's the transformation, it's angel wings, it's us as messengers as, of peace. Each and every one of us letting these angel wings grow. And um, and in that as well as that, it's also a message that this, this embodiment, this way of feeling is actually a choice. 
and that it's always there and it's a choice to return to and regardless of the fear the sorrow the rage the sadness you know we can there's always that we can return to this pure essence this rainbow light space Of creation, 
small inside is real. Learning how to feel, we're learning how to heal. Each moment is a gift to blossom like a flower. Rain. Thanks for your trust and your love and everyone that's listening. Keep walking forth with your heart wide open. Keep singing the song that you wish to be and see in the world. You guys are just awesome. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go and cry now. I'm just like so touched. <laughs> Loving you. The beautiful Lulu and Mishka. How divine was that? Oh, I loved that. I loved that. You know, I know Lulu and Mishka and I have done for eight years, but uh, I don't think I've sort of really sat down like I have today and really explored their journey and their stories um, like I had today. So, yeah, just like you, I got to learn more about them and to hear their story. And uh, we were chatting afterwards after I turned off the recording and they said to me, what about your awakening journey? So I gave them a really brief uh, thing. I said, you know, my questions were born from pain. Um, we discussed in there that, you know, in the third dimension, creation happens from experiencing contrast. You give birth to desire. So I see mum sick and dying. And so I'm giving birth to desire. Like, why do people get sick? And how can we heal? And why do, where do you go when you die? And I want to know this place. So questions born from pain. And then uh, Mishka was saying that he saw his father transform and he thought, oh, you know, this is looking good. Quest, you know, desire born from not contrast, which is more of a fifth dimensional way of creating, is when we see what we want um, because it's happening in another. And this is why I do the shows. You know, I, I present people that do amazing things so, so that you can see and hear other people's journeys and you don't have to go through your own pain to, to give birth to desire. And then you can say, I want that. You know, that looks good. And this is what happened to me. I did a massage course. My flatmate had bought it and she couldn't do it because she had, had to work on the weekend. And she said, please, can you do it? You don't have to pay me because I wasn't interested in doing it. I said, no, I don't want to do it. She said, please, please. So I saw this couple that were teaching massage and they said they'd been in the corporate world and they were struggling and, you know, on the corporate ladder and everything. And life was just like too stressful. And then they gave all that up 
and started teaching massage, did a massage course and started teaching people how to massage. And they were so happy. They were so happy. They were making less money. Their lifestyle was less, um, you know, like um, busy and less luxury and all that sort of stuff that we think we need. But they were so happy. And I'm thinking, well, these people know something about life that I should listen to. They're doing what they love and they're not striving to be successful and, and crawl up the corporate ladder and be you know, famous and successful. So I took a leaf out of their book and signed up for a naturopathy course, five years full-time study, because I saw these people studying healing and massage. And um, yeah, and I massaged for a long time. That was a big part of my bread and butter when I was younger. So it's interesting, desire born through pain or desire born through seeing other people uh, enjoy their life and, and live into light and love and then saying, this looks good, maybe I could do that. So two ways that we can create. We can create through pain and give birth to desire or we can create through seeing other people joyful and happy and thinking, I want some of that. Uh, so this is why I present the shows. I'm hoping that you see the people on the shows and you think, yeah, these people are doing amazing things. Maybe I can do that too. And you don't have to go through so much pain to wake you up to living life on purpose and living life in joy and um, connected to your soul's purpose and your and the love within. Wasn't that beautiful? I love that. I'm not going to talk too much longer. Uh, a few more people coming up on the show before the end of the year. I'm going to have a few weeks off and probably um, I'm going to um, write some courses for next year on deliberate creation, put out some courses next year. And uh, I'm starting to book people in for next year for the show. I just booked someone in this morning. Amazing. I saw her on Gaia TV and she has an amazing story, a galactic story. So that's exciting. So exciting people looking in for next year for the show already and the inner sanctum. As I said, I've got the beautiful Zoe Pennant coming on uh, next weekend, who is in the UK, who uh, has um, three beings show up in her, her living room, three, uh, I, I don't know what you would call them, that ET beings or spiritual beings or anyway, that channel through her and Annette, her friend Annette, but she's going to come on and uh, share her wisdom with us. So I hope you enjoy that. Remember to go to Lulu and Mishka's website and uh, download their beautiful music. If you are in Australia, up near the Northern Rivers or not too far away, um, well, you can't do their retreat because they're already booked out in December. I guess through COVID, you're only allowed limited numbers, but definitely share their music far and wide because it's absolutely beautiful. It was so moving when they were singing. I was bawling my eyes out, just moved. And she said to me, why, why are you crying? And I said, I just always cry when I hear beauty these days. I don't cry at sadness anymore. Uh, I fell up the stairs the other day and I was in so much pain. I wanted to vomit, but I didn't cry. But when someone says something beautiful or I hear beautiful music, I'm bawling like a baby. <laughs> I guess it's just energy moving, just being moved, moved moved and remembering the call of home i think it is it's just the remembering that call of home love you all thank you so much for watching and just you're the best my audience are the best you send me the best emails you're really making a difference in this world and i just want to honor you all for doing that and uh remember to buy the book awaken by death if you haven't um if you haven't a lot of stories in there awakening born from pain, but amazing stories. Love you all. Bye for now.